Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Welcome to Fighting On Film, the war movie podcast. In this new weekly series, we'll be bringing you our review of Masters of the Air as each new episode drops. Welcome back to Fighting On Film, episode one and two of Masters of the Air dropped on the same day. So if you've not listened to episode one already, it's already there for you to enjoy. Um, But we'll be talking about episode two from here on in. So if you haven't seen it yet, there are spoilers you have been warned. But before we begin, don't forget, you can get 10% off at checkouts on airfix.com for the entirety of the run of Masters of the Air by using the code FOFPODCAST, that's all caps, one word, FOFPODCAST at checkout for 10% off any kit, any model kit you want. So from if it's a B-17 to a Wellington to maybe a Sherman tank, a Spitfire, get a lovely 10% discount courtesy of Airfix. Thank you very much, everyone at Airfix, for that. So, Matt, episode two. There's some new characters. It's mm. here. There's new people. Things there are going is. on. There the is. story continues. Um, yeah, I think production side of things hasn't evolved a great deal. Uh, again, this one's directed by uh, Carrie Fukunaga and very ably is too. Um, I think there's a couple of new characters for us to, to talk about. and. Um, I like this episode because we kind of get characters grow a little bit, and mm. the, the the cast expands a little bit. I think, yeah, uh, and it kind of begins to open up the series to other members of the of the wing. Um, but do you want to go over some of the the cast, and then I'll talk a little bit about some of the cool visual effects people have yeah, been involved. Yeah, of course. So there are three um new main additions, and they're not. One of them is not necessarily new. He was seen very briefly in episode one, but he gets a lot more screen time in this episode. So starting off with Rafferty Law, Jude Law's boy. He Jude Law's boy. He's the spitting image of his dad. He is. Um, yeah, I did not realise. I didn't. Until I did some research for the show. I, I was sat there watching it going, oh, he's quite good, isn't he? Oh, he looks young. That That's quite fitting I was for the, when I for the that. character. 
And then I was like, oh, it's it's, it's Raph Law. It's Jude Law's boy. Yeah, there we are. yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, he is playing Corporal Ken Lemons, who is the crew chief. Um, he's a, obviously a British actor. He appeared in 2010's Repo Men and in a, a Russ tie, uh, with Ed Sheeran music video. Um, so he's got a few credits to his name, but I think obviously Masters of the Air is going to be the, you know, the breakout role for him. Um, Looks like it. Because he is good, actually. No, he's very good. Very good. And as we said last week, the crew representation in Masters of the Air is just really nice to see because I think in in terms of um, aviation movies, they kind of are sort of put to the side. You know, they're, they're famously very badly handled in Piece of Cake, the the, the British series from the early 90s. Yeah. Um, so Not it's too in... bad in Red Tails. We get a few nice no. scenes in Red Tails, yeah. for instance. Method Man in that one, famously. Mm-hmm. Panda Mechanic. Um, um... Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Good, good representation. But then we have, uh, following on from from Rafferty, we have a new commanding officer. Um, he replaces Cole Hooglin, um, James Murray, playing Colonel Chick Harding. Um, he was in. He's another English actor. He's from Manchester. Um, he was in All the King's Men in nineteen ninety nine. Um, wow. most recently portrayed Prince Andrew in The Crown on Netflix, and mm-hmm. uh, and he will soon be appearing as Colonel Spencer in the Kate. Winslet Lee biopic. Oh, really? Okay, mm. that's exciting. Great. Yeah, yeah. So look, look forward to seeing more of him later in the year. Um, he kind yeah, of no, yeah. has a bit of a um, Brad Pitt delivery at times. Doesn't he does. He? It's a bit. It's a bit of Clooney about him, if you know what I mean. Mm. He's very yeah. forty. The pencil moustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. I like him. Very good. Very good role. And uh, as with all of the actors, I don't. I think you'd be hard pressed to work out who was English and who wasn't because the accent work is very, very good. I think that's that's fair. Yeah, because mm. going through the cast for this, I was surprised. Going, oh, I know he's actually British. Oh, he's Welsh. Like, wow. You know, I, I think that's it's a testament to the show that you lose yourself in the characters rather than thinking that's an accent. I think that's mm. always a strength. Yeah. Um, and then rounding out the the new members this week, uh, and there obviously there are loads more characters in it, but we're just picking out the main ones. Um, Nicholas uh, Kinski, sorry, Nikolai Kinski, playing uh, Cole Hugin, who exits with a burst ulcer. So there we go. We didn't mention him last episode, but uh, he is kind of like a kind of important character. He's the, the commanding officer of the unit. And he has that, that scene in the office with uh, Bucky where he drinks a glass of milk, trying to calm his ulcer down. We find out later in episode two that it's an ulcer and he coughs up a load of blood. And his exo was like, oh my God, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he kind of like vomits blood when they land after the mission. That's it. Yeah. And uh, collapses. They make it. Um, I think Egan makes a comment saying he didn't like his flying, did he? Yeah. Um, in the episode. Yeah. yeah. That's a great so, scene where he says that, actually, where he's, yeah. uh, where he's drunk with the new CO. Yeah. I like that. It's very good. good. Dialogue in that scene. There is. So, I mean, getting into our thoughts on the episode, as we will do every week, um, these are going to be, as I mentioned in episode one, looser reviews, because we do want you guys to go and see this, um, because I think it's one of those things that you're just going to want to see. Um, So um, I think I'm going to preface, I'm sorry, I think I'm going to start my thoughts this week by saying the theme song really gives me chills every time I hear it. Oh, really? Really, Yeah, Yeah. it really does. Like, it's... It's just something about it that the montage of of the, the what's going on over it with the bombers and then the crewmen and things like that. Like I I really, really think it's it's very well done. It's up there. Yeah, I it's really well think crafted. it's good. Yeah, I agree. Mm, mm. And the you, 
the title card shot of the bomber on its own in the field master of the air above it really nice yeah you were saying that you thought it gave the the montage gave a little bit too much away weren't you as well before we started recording yeah like even from episode one i'm like well what, what's going on here what's going on there and obviously i can't say any more but having seen the whole series i'm thinking oh well okay this bit's this bit this bit's that bit but yeah. obviously you don't know that going in um but i think it does give a nice overview to the people and it, there are some nice evocative shots in there but then it's it also nice to, for viewers to see what's coming up and when when when's that bit from when when's that well, what's that from you know i think it is yeah. a teaser as well in a way and i i guess in this day and age it's almost an easter egg because the majority of people will hit skip intro on a stream won't they that is true, yeah. So yeah. if you stick around to watch those credits, you, you're treated yeah. to some hints of what's coming up later in the series. Mm. I wonder if um, I wonder if there'll be a skip intro. They might not do it. You never know. I don't know. We're recording this a week before uh, the actual episode drops, so we mm. haven't actually sat down and hit play on Apple TV yeah. itself. So we don't know. Find well, out, won't we? Most of them do, don't they? They do. They really do. So, um, episode two picks up straight after the end of episode one. It starts in the medical and interrogation huts. Um, Egan and Cleven checking the crews over as they give their accounts of the Bremen raid, check up on wounded crewmen, and we see Dickie the gunner, who's burnt his hand quite badly. Oh, yeah, from uh, from touching the um, yeah the top covers. Uh, that, yeah, I thought that was it. a really good inclusion. I said it you know, when we, we talked yeah. about episode one earlier. And I think... I really enjoyed that interrogation sequence of showing the process. If that's something I wasn't aware of, uh, you know, going into the show, I've oh, okay. never actually been aware that that is how they did it. I, I assumed there was a debrief, but I didn't know they just threw them all into one hut, put them on a table and yeah. like kind of asked them, asked them questions. And it's stuff. called the interrogation room for a reason. Yeah. yeah. You know. um, but I, I really like that. And we, you know, mild spoiler, but we'll see more of that as the series goes on. Yeah. Um, I also really liked the, the, you know, the introduction of the the medical officer and explaining that, you know, there's, there's one airman that's that's urinated on himself. Well, I think he was in a ball turret, so he's probably just couldn't get out. Um, and he's like, "We're losing guy, we're losing too many guys to to frostbite because they're, you know, so many thousand feet. Yeah, they're freezing and they're getting burns, and they're losing crews." Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Another really... one of those interesting aspects that yeah, has been sort of like feathered into the plot. I like it's it. lovely. Like you're not you're you know you're not only losing men to enemy action, but you're losing them to things as trivial as mm -hmm. having a whiz. You know, I think it's really it just hits home again how how tough it was in the sky for these guys. You know, like what like not even not even like thirty forty years since flight had been invented. Like flight had been. Mm -hmm. cemented as a thing yeah, yeah. you know all things invented flight but you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's I it's know. incredible isn't it um so uh after that sequence it picks up about three weeks after the bremen raid and we get this really nice crosby narration who um as he comes and goes in the episodes but he explains the role of the ground crew and we first we're introduced to lemon um uh, corporal lemon um i think he becomes a sergeant later on um but is he's a corporal he, is he badged as a corporal when we when we see him in that episode in this episode yeah because crosby says corporal ken he does but is he badged up because i swear on his tunic he's got got the sergeant stripes maybe he's just wearing it maybe because yeah. there's a there's Not a girl wearing a there's a girl wearing an m41 jacket who i noticed um when she was greeting the men after they came back and she had loads of patches on the sleeve 
So I wonder oh, if that's yes. something. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not sure what that was about. Um, yeah, maybe maybe the chaps had given her. Given her I don't know. Song. She might have been. She might have been um, the U.S. equivalent of the WAF kind of thing. Yeah, most probably. Um, most probably. Um, and then uh, during that sequence of, of lemons, you, you introduced to the 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 towns uh, that the kids from the local town, and they're having a nice relationship, and he's like he throws him a baked potato and. It's like, yeah. just, you know, salt and pepper, just the way you like it. And I think that's nice because we get in the connection that the, the bomber crews did forge with the people of Thorpe's Abbott and, the, and obviously the bases mm -hmm. that were around. And you also see the all the people working on the, the, the airfield as well. well I, I really like the inclusion of the land girls moving like livestock mm. through and, and that kind of stuff. You see that um, during the just before the crash sequence, yeah. because there's a... a, a a fork crashes in the far distant background as as Lemon's talking to the two little boys, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Um, yeah. And then it cuts to the crash site, and it, they explain that they were on a training mission, and they just didn't have enough speed, and they went into Stalled a tent and just crashed. Yeah, yeah, it's a shock. Um, it's shocking. It really is. I really like that. I obviously say like it, but it really hits hard. It's you know, again, it shows the dangers of it. You know, you can fall out the sky. You know, it's just it's <laughs> incredible to me. Um, and then. And, and then after that, I mean, I'm good. I think we'll talk about it a little bit because it's the first, one of the first instances of I the think, show irking me. I think people are going to have issues with it. UK viewers, are yeah, going to be a bit. I don't know, irked perhaps. Mm. I think so. Word. I think so. So there's a section where uh, the, the Egan Buck. The rest of the chaps, Curtis, they're all in the um, they're all in a bar in the pub, local pub, yeah. having a drink, and they they're chatting to an RAF ground crew. Um, and I'll cut a long story short. So with the the RAF captain, I think he's a captain. He says, "Well, we bomb at night. Doesn't matter what we hear as long as it's German." And he he just insinuates to the the American crew that night bombing is better than day bombing, and you're losing all these crews because you're you're crazy flying at night. And the obviously uh, Egan takes umbrage with that um and then, then they have a fight later on um and curtis knocks out the knocks out one of the british crews and he mm -hmm. says um uh who sorry he says uh curtis knocking the oh sorry he says i can hit the target at night now and i thought it was a great line nice payoff yeah, mm. but that's not my problem with it as a sequence it's okay but i think for me the representation of the rf crews it's odd phrasing in what they're saying. I don't know whether they would have argued about that, you know. I mean, quite possibly they may have. You know, obviously. I mean, I'm sure, given you know the background of, of mm. John Olaf, he's done his research. We already know that he's compiled a massive diary, you know, of course, a Bible for the show and such, and it's based on um, Miller's book. Mm. So it it might be based on it. I say on an actual, you know. Uh, event where that that yeah. kind of thing did happen, but and, and not to it say seems that, a little bit jarred, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, and not to say that you know one RAF crew or three RAF mates in the same plane could have had an issue with the Americans doing what mm. they were doing, I guess. But I think for me, it, it's a little bit overpaid, oversexed, over here stereotype. Yeah. Oh, it, we, yeah, that is true. It's a little bit like that for yeah. me. Um, it just didn't sit right with me a little bit. I like obviously the payoff of of Curtis getting his funny line in there. It's and it really is only it's only like a maybe five minute sequence. It's very small in terms of the actual episode, but I think it's the first instance of where I'm like, 
Mm, I it's think, an interesting I think... way to introduce the RAF. Mm, I thought. I thought. And I yeah. I'll I'll be interested to see what the kind of what kind of reaction that gets yeah. from like UK viewers and, and I do too. So I do we'll too. See. And then after we have Crosby doing some narration again, and he explains the differences between the United States Army Air Force and the uh, Royal Air Force's difference in bombing campaign and strategy, um, and there is a line about night bombing being more indiscriminate um, or being more successful depending on what uniform you wear. And I think for for a context line in the context of the time. It, it's fine. I, I, I completely am fine with that. But I, I think I wonder how certain aspects of the history community and viewers are going to take this. But we have to remember, as with Sam Perrett Ryan, Band of Brothers, The Pacific, they're American stories for American audiences written by American writers. So I'm I'm fine with that. Like, you know, we, we've had the discussion about Monty and the British only being mentioned once in Sam Perrett Ryan, but that was a American made studio film for an American audience with American actors. So I'm, I let it, I can let it wash over me, but I completely get, mm -hmm. I get it. You know, um, anything else before we talk about the raid? I like the, the, the preparation sequence that leads off of that narration where, mm. uh, it shows all the support staff getting everything ready, you know, packing up, um, Kind of like ration packs and yeah. getting shoots ready, arming bombs, uh, loading up the aircraft. I, I thought that was a really nice way we, of establishing and setting up, um, you know, the raid. And then you don't need to show that again for other episodes because no, you no, you're, you're if you go into this not really, you know, knowing a great deal about how bomb um, bombing worked during the war, the show does a fairly good job actually of kind of educating you along the way yeah it does it tells process. you enough it tells you enough it it, it it has enough exposition in there from crosby's narration mm. to explain these things to you very surface level but it's absolutely fine and that montage for me as well is another instance of showing the ground crew at work showing their invaluable yeah. work to get these guys in the sky and you have and you see the lovely shot that's in the um, opening sequence of them hauling a, a, a trolley of bombs up a ramp with a lovely shot behind them and they're all silhouetted. I think that's a lovely, lovely shot. Um, so yeah, moving on to the raid, which really is the meat of this episode yet again. So much like episode one. Yeah, it's the climax. It's the climax, but it, it comes in about 30 minutes in, I think. And it is, and it's a 20, 25 minute sequence. It's quite a long thing. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Pilot to Bombardier. 
Did you know you can join the Fighting on Film Patreon for as little as £2.50 per month? Which includes a vote in the Patreon pick, exclusive podcast news, guest announcements, and a hell of a whole lot more. Now let's get this baby home. So for the raid, the target for today is the subpens in Trondheim, Norway. Um, and I another thing that I like about that is that we're seeing lots of different raids in lots of different areas. It's not just bombing Germany, it's bombing occupied territories as well, um, mm-hmm. which is a very nice thing to see. Um, because you could have just picked all German raids if you wanted. You, you easily could have done um, as a writer. But I like the fact they're showing different areas, showing the air campaign. Um, so Crosby becomes lead na- navigator for the wing. Um, after Bubbles falls ill, um, he's the lead navigator on the uh, was the lead navigator. So the hundredth are leading the wing, and he gives Crosby's lucky snow globe, um, and that will come up again in other episodes. But I think it's really nice. It's, it's a nice introduction to Crosby because I think we haven't seen tons of him. We see him accidentally this. navigate to France, yeah, you know, miss yeah. England and such. So we know he's not the most confident of navigators. No, we get a, we get a little introduction to him in the in the first episode. We see a but lot they, more of him in this one. Yeah, as I said at the beginning of the episode, it, it kind of expands that base cast and kind of um, gives a bit of growth to the characters. Yeah, uh, it's nice. There's a lot more exposition around his background and. Uh, his you know his family that kind of thing you know his wife mm. um but we the the raid is great the raid is oh, it, the, the series does a good job of just kind of like ramping up the raids yeah. with each increment I yeah, yeah. 100%. And the cgi is is spectacular in scale mm. in in, mm. in this particular episode um that that shot of the bombs actually hitting the docks the pens it's very really, good. Doesn't linger really on good. it either. No. Which it could if it wanted. It, no. It's nice. Um, I just love the shot of when they're 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 trying. Crosby has some issues. Um, he has a bit of flight air sickness, so mm-hmm. he's combating that. And they're they're asking him to to give like a a map plot team point, or asking him to if you know when they're going to turn onto the target. When's the right time to do it? Um, and he's you know fighting the air sickness, and then he looks out the. The turret window. He looks out of uh, another window, and then he he finally sees the the smoke that the the Germans have put up to mask the target. Which yeah. luckily the wind's blowing it away from from the pens. Um. So he goes, "Oh, there you are," and he gives them the reference, and they all turn in, and you get this beautiful sweeping shot of it's about it lingers on it for about ten seconds, and it's just a wing of B seventeens like curving, turning into the target. It's just it beautiful. Like yeah, no, it's really well done. You know, it, as I said last week, it's it's like I didn't know if I said it last week, but it, it's Memphis Bell on steroids. Yeah. It's it's just beautiful. I would love to, see to, to hear from the cinematographer for the for the series about whether they were um, influenced by all that great footage that was filmed oh, during the war. Like, without a doubt, without a doubt, you must be because you can see you can see it through. Yeah, you know, sometimes they'll they'll look through one of the one of the waste ports. Yeah. Um and and it'll be like a a nice little kind of mm. off kilter shot of a, of another fort, yeah. Or you, some of the impacts on the ground. That sequence where they recreate, well, where they depict the the bombs landing in Trondheim mm. is reminiscent of you know some of the views. Well, it's the it's like the, that were the shot. shots of, of from from Wellman's Memphis Bell. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is very much like that. Um, there's some great outtakes of that on the American 
um, uh, archive catalogue, actually, if anyone wants to go and seek those out, because they're really interesting. There's a lot of stuff that didn't make it into Memphis Bell 1943. The outtakes are really interesting. Anyone just wants to drop that in there for, for B-17 fans. Um, anyway, so, yeah, as you say, that, that raid is just breathtaking it's, the way it's, it's spectacular shot. and mm. i think this is probably a, a good place within the show to talk a little bit about the visual effects crew that's, that's yeah please on do the show. um there's too many to sort of like break down individually of, of who worked on what because when you look at the credits there's there's over like 30 people that were involved in this mm. uh, by name um and half a dozen specialist vfx houses seem to have been involved um, so principally we've got um, DNEG or DNEG um, they've worked on stuff like Dune for All Mankind Aquaman Oppenheimer okay. um, Devotion Stranger Things The Battle at Lake Changin uh, The 800 um, Tenant and Greyhound as well um, okay yeah and and most recently The Shepherd that, the, the ah, Christmas yes, movie the, the Disney Plus one yeah yeah yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, and then Weta FX, uh, probably best known for being founded by Peter Jackson for the Lord of the Rings films. Um, they worked on District 9, The Tomorrow War, The Kingsman, um, and I believe they're doing all the Avatar films, which I'm sure okay. will look great, whether they're great or not. It's debatable. And then we've got... Yeah, we're not Avatar um, fans, are we? <laughs> <laughs> and we've got Ray, um, Rodeo FX, who worked on uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, Terminator Salvation, the most recent Mission Impossible movies, Paddington Two, Overlord, and like yeah. the uh, and John Wick Four as well. Mm. Um, and then Whiskey Tree, who's worked on Andor, Obi Wan Kenobi, Elysium, Rogue One, yeah. um, Distillery Distillery VFX, who uh, also worked on Devotion, as well as Raised by Wolves and The Last of Us. Um, and then we've got Helen Bunker from The House of Good Vibes, who's a, a VFX uh, supervisor, I should say. Um, and credits include Gravity, Sherlock Holmes, Last Night in Soho, mm. and then rounding out these half a dozen uh, quite respected VFX houses is East Side Effects, who have worked on films like Gemini Man, Triple Frontier, and uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs as well. So there's a whole plethora of these really skilled uh, VFX houses that have mm. come together and worked on individual scenes throughout the series. They might not have all worked on this episode. Yeah, there's some that worked on all of them. There's some that worked on just a couple. It seems like individuals and and some of the companies were brought in to pick up slack where others and you know do different effects for different kind mm. of scenes. Um, and then one last one that a pretty important one to mention is uh, Lux Machinima, who are responsible for all the on-set virtual production. So that's all those really cool new LCD screens, uh, LED yeah. screens, LCD screens, uh, LED sort of backdrops that are being used a lot now. So they've been responsible for Barbie, Solo, The Irishman, Oblivion, uh, Mandalorian, and Rogue mm. One as well. So they give that really crisp background effect rather than having green screen. I love uh, how we've come full circle. Now we've got our own like digital back proje projection. I yeah, love that. Quite, film. Quite yeah, we've just, we've just upgraded a, you know, a proper old staple of filmmaking. We've just yeah. made it amazing. Um, I think they used that on The Mandalorian, didn't they, as well? They um, did. They did, they did yeah. that. I remember seeing it, yeah. So I, it's hard to tell when, when that's on and when it's not. It, it is pretty seamless. I think there's some shots... <clears throat> sorry. I think there's some shots that linger a little bit too long on certain bits. I think 
I think the most telling, the most obvious perhaps one is actually in the next episode, which we'll talk about next week. Yeah. Um during a particular raid. Um, but it's very on the whole, it's very effective. And I, no. I like I think the best use of that LED uh, backdrop uh kind of technology is the uh the cockpit scenes where you've got you know one of the main characters is is you know flying the ship and then he'll turn and look over his shoulder out the window and he'll yeah. see like either like the bomber stream forming up mm. or it's a fort going down or mm. it's a you know I think, coming in. I think it's I think you talk about in this raid <clears throat> I think the further away a B17 is to the main action it I think it it could be that it could be what I'm watching it on but um sometimes they don't look as detailed and I think that's just because they're further away perhaps yeah i think that's but that's, that's a, just the nature of the business extremely isn't it? minute thing like I mean, it doesn't mm. ruin the experience like the the raids in in episode the raid in episode two is you know a visual treat like it just yeah. is um as it was in episode one so i mean i think that brings us in to the alley tally this week what did you pick it's tough because you know not a lot jumps out i'll be honest because okay. it, there's all there's so much meat on sen going on you know around the film I really liked um, Lemon's like ground crew uniform. The overalls. The, the overalls. Yeah, the they're nice. And, they're nice. Um, they're very hipsterable. You could wear them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one thing actually that stood out to me in those scenes with the little boys is one of them has a um, prosthetic mm. little, a little um, kind of like clamp hook type prosthetic. Yeah. And I was, my head canon for that is. Perhaps he's a uh, evacuee and he was wounded. Perhaps in the blitz. Yeah, yeah. it's never explained. I don't think it's ever explained. No, it's not explained. He's, but he's it's seen, a nice. You've seen it in a couple of scenes throughout the series, yeah. but it's, it's, nice it's an inclusion. interesting inclusion. And yeah. those those kids are cute as well. There's some great are, dialogue, yeah. and they're, they're a, good actors actually. To be fair to them, there's a bit where um, it hark. It's a callback. So when when the, the the young girl throws the baked potato at lemons at the start, he goes, "Oh, that's one hot bastard." And then later on, mm -hmm. they're burning off the oil from the airstrip and they light a match and they, they, they burn it off. And the, the little mm -hmm. girl standing with lemons, she goes, that's one hot bear. That's one hot bastard. You know, I just, it just made me chuckle. It's good. There are some really like funny lines when they need to be in this. Um, for me this week, it's, I mean, it's just a great look at the Norden bombsite being used. That's a good one. That's a good choice. Really actually, nice. Yeah. Um, and Crosby mentions it saying that, you know, it's probably one of the most important pieces of inventions mm. of the war you know it's really secret it's it's top top of the top of its range bomb site that's being used and you get some good shots of um the the bombardier of um bucks is it bucks plane i think it's bucks plane the one that crosby's on um he uses it and you see him take control of the aircraft and then you do the bombing then he flicks yeah flicks a little uh, the flicking of the down. switches and the close-ups and the way it's yeah. all shot is really effective lovely Lovely. And then be more Norden bits later on. Yeah. So that brings us into the final thoughts of episode two. I will say that I did like the bike race as well. The ending um, bike race is very yeah. fun. And the the fact that it's started by a guy firing at 1911 into the ceiling is great. It's good. He's dr like drunkenly firing it. You know, really nice. <laughs> I like that, but it shows it shows the the sort of play hard, work hard, play harder aspect of the bomber mm. crews. I mean, that mm. was that was with the um, the USAAF and the RAF. You know, they both would work bloody hard 
in the raids and doing their job then they would have these massive benders i think in, in master of the air the book um there's a, a bit in the at the start where they say you know he, some of them even went down to bournemouth on r and r for a few days and had this massive like seaside holiday bender and then they went back mm -hmm. and did their missions um so i like that you know it shows them shows the camaraderie between all the characters you know they really feel yeah. they don't it doesn't feel like a room full of Hollywood actors in a room full of extras. It all feels like this one cohesive unit. And I really, mm. it's one thing I think Master of the Air does well. They they feel like they're all on, on one nucleus. They feel like they're all on one goal. I, I really like how it does that. Um, yet again, I think the pacing of the episode's very, very good. Yeah. There's no slowdown. It's well shot. It's well directed. Yeah. It's again, you know, there's, there's depth of field to it. So you, mm. you can look at a scene and you'll see things in the foreground things in the background yeah and the the set dressing is 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 pretty good it's, yeah there's a depth to it is what i'm trying mm. to say <laughs> yeah exactly i mean we haven't it's... even we haven't even talked great depth about curtis's crash landing which is no. which is interesting but you know see that because it's it's really really well done um it's, it's, again that's that the visual effects are great it's mm. the the tension of it is very yeah. well constructed. Yeah. And obviously Curtis riding his luck again. You know, he did it in the first episode, does it in the second episode, just manages to get that B seventeen over that cliff edge. Absolutely destroys that oh. house's Yeah, that poor allotment. Yeah, allotment <laughs> yeah. And the shed gone. And there's some good there's a good line about when he's on the phone to Egan, I think it's Clevin. Um when he's saying he's chatting to the Scottish I think it, it was a, a policeman that was in the house with them. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, I'm I'm Irish, I'm Irish. And the Scottish guy's like, No, you're not, no, you're not. It's like, well, I'm 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 from New York, but my family are Irish. And I I like that little that little exchange on the phone. It really made me made me chuckle. Um but no, yet again, you know, it's another solid episode of Masters of the Air there. And you know, we really hope you're enjoying it. We hope you're enjoying these mini review episodes. Um, because you know, we're just so excited to be able to finally be able to be talking about it. Um and yeah, do keep it fighting on film for all your war movie reviews. Do follow us on X, um, where you can, you know, catch up on the show, find out about all the new episodes that are coming out, and get Instagram, involved. Facebook, and fightingonfilm.com. Um, and Patreon as well, of course. You can support mm. the show. Yeah, and keep the mics on. We're going to have a couple of brilliant guests coming up over the next few weeks to talk to us about the show. Some directly involved, uh, some with considerable expertise. So yeah, Matt's completely right there. We've got some amazing specials coming up. We've got um, a interview with Hattie Hearn um, at the IWM Duxford, and she'll be talking to us all about the real history of the 8th Bomb Group um, of the 8th Air Force in um, England in the Second World War. And we've got some great questions from our patrons to ask her. Um, and then with none other than uh, military advisor legend Dale Dye. Um, if you know your war movies, you'll know Dale Dye's name. He's uh, been in, he was in Platoon. Uh, he was the uh, senior military advisor on uh, Same Private Ryan, Banner Brothers, The Pacific, and now Masters of the Air. And we are super excited to have him on again. Thrilled. Can't wait. Absolutely thrilled. So, as, as Rob said, I, the best way to learn about these guests that are coming up uh, and the best way to guarantee that if we have the opportunity to ask them some questions, we always try and get Patreon questions put to, to put to. Uh, our guests so if yeah. you you know if you support the show then you're almost guaranteed to be able to get a question to a guest like dale or yeah. hattie um yeah and of course we really appreciate support of the show yeah 
please do please do support the show if you can so yes yet again that was master of the air episode two look out for episode three review when it drops well episode three is out on february the second so do join us again for episode three for our review of that one and we really hope you're enjoying Master of the Air. And don't forget, you can get 10% off at checkout on airfix.com by using the code FOFPODCAST, all capital letters, at checkout for some money off some model kits. So uh, we'll catch you again next time. All that's left to say is thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again soon. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.